Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 53. Hey, this is Nicholas Bailey from The Billion Dollar Body, and if you want to have a billion-dollar network, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first... If you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, beats, headphones, etc., etc., then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Nicholas Bayerly. Nicholas is the CEO of The Billion Dollar Body, where they help men reach their ultimate state of health, 
power, and confidence. Nicholas is an international speaker, coach, and was rated top 30 under 30 influencers. He's coached some of the top male CEOs and is passionate about seeing men prosper in health, business, and relationships. Nicholas has shared the stage with Lewis Howes, Cole Hatter, and Jordan Harbinger. He's the host of the Billion Dollar Body podcast, creator of Billion Dollar Body Live, and has curated a successful community of men called the Billion Dollar Brotherhood. Nicholas, thank you so much for coming to the show today, man. Why don't you go ahead and expound on that intro a tad and tell us more about yourself. Hey, Travis, I appreciate that. I mean, everything you said is amazing. I always get fired up when people say the intro because intros are always the best things about you. It's not all the things that you know, you had to do to get there, which is going through a lot of mud, but it's nice to hear the highlights every once in a while. So I appreciate it. You know, I'm just a normal guy that was super average and everything. I started a health company. I was five, six. I'd like to say I'm five, seven, but I'm really not, you know, with me with the shoes on today, I am, I was 140 pounds, you know, I was nothing special, you know, like I had to wear long sleeve shirts. I always tell the guys, because if not, then they'd like judge me. But like when I cover up my body, you know, never know, maybe I have some crazy muscles underneath there. But I always <laughs> like to mess around because I had no benefit to be able to grow a men's health company. I had no benefit to be able to influence all these business owners or to share the stage with the people you just talked about. I really had no nothing going for me that was just like a blessing in disguise or something like that. It wasn't like I had this talent or ability like athletes have. I wasn't the LeBron James of business or anything like that. And it all came from hard work. And so I, I love that part. It's nothing special kid that just grew up in a normal middle class family that went through some hard times and then ended up coming out on top. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something I really wanted to dive into with you. So if you feel like you didn't really have any special talents or abilities as far as creating a business goes, what really made you want to do it? Well, the life I wanted to live was definitely like one blessing that I do have is that I have a very hard time doing anything that doesn't align with something that's long term in my future. Hmm. So I knew at the very beginning that having a job was not going to create the life that I wanted. So I didn't go get one. Simple as that. And I just was like, not, I had no job and I was just broke for a long time because I didn't know I wanted to do business, but I knew what I didn't want. Mm. And that was the first thing that I did before I was clear on the vision that I had for my life. First, I figured out what is the life I don't want to live. And I, I, at first I did that. And that created an opportunity for me to realize and recognize the areas of my life where I did want to go. And business definitely achieved that. You know, I got married and I had no business, no income. And I realized that the only way that my wife and I are going to be together, which is something that I wanted, was to be together all the time and have exponential income potential and to be able to do whatever I want, when I want, with whoever I want. A business was a great way to start that. So we went into business together about five and a half years ago. It's been history ever since. And so when you were going through all of that thought process, how old were you? So I was 20 and 18 when my wife and I got married. And okay. you know, I started my first business when I was 12 years old. So I had some things where I wanted to do business, but yeah. I didn't necessarily have a skill. Like I wasn't this guy that invented the crutch. Like I, I interviewed right, a guy right. on the billion dollar body podcast the other day, the guy like got taken to the white house because he invented a crutch and like is crushing it. And his very first idea happened so easily for him. And you know, I struggled the entire time. And hmm. what's great is that pressure is what creates the diamond and refining fire is what refines gold to make it valuable. So I feel like I've been through that process and continue to do it. Hmm. Why do you think that you were able to create success long term so far when so many people just can't break into the space? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Pete. You know, when it comes down to it, Cole Hatter, actually, the guy that you just talked about, we're in his mastermind together. He's a mentor of mine. And he always says, like, hey, is it if there's two people in the space, let's say the business world, and one of them is killing it, absolutely making tons of money, and we all know those types of people. We see them on TV. We see them like they're the people that we all look up to. And then you equally have family members and friends that are just totally failing everything they do in the same industry doing the same thing. Is it a lack of opportunity or is it a lack of education? And it's obviously not a lack of opportunity because we all have the same opportunity everywhere we go. We're in the same place. We live in America. We're doing the same types of businesses. And there's tons of people that are having success. And we're not that special that we get to be that one person that doesn't have an opportunity to have success. So it came down to a lack of education. And for me, it really came down to fully immersing myself and fully committing myself and taking ownership of my own life, the results that I wanted to create. Because for a long time, I wasn't creating success. I have a story that I was in business for three years and never made more than $3,000 take home money in a single month in my business for three years, which is terrible. Most people, they would quit. I have people that join our brotherhood platform. They're like, I need to start making 30K like yesterday. This next month, I need to be making 30K a month. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Like we make way more than 30K a month, but I spent three years of literally never making more than $3,000 in a month. 30K a year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I made an investment yesterday into myself that's more than I used to make in a year, every single year Hmm. until like two years ago. So it was pretty wild to be able to make an investment in myself like that. And that's part of the reason... You notice the most successful people in the world, success always leaves clues. They always invest in themselves as their number one asset, the number one thing that they're going to bet on. And then on top of that, like for me, it was taking complete ownership. I realized that though I was producing the results I didn't want, for some reason there's a part of me that just thought somehow someone else was going to make it happen for me. Hmm. And when I took extreme ownership and I said, this is mine and I'm going to make this thing happen, literally it was almost like a shift overnight where I think a few months later, you know, I was transitioning out of running my family's company and I we did twenty two and a half thousand dollars that month from never making more than three K ever. Wow. And I was just like, wow, this is obviously working, taking ownership and actually going out there and getting what I want and getting more done in a day than I used to get done in a year. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine 
is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Why do you think that people are afraid to pull the trigger as far as like investing in themselves? Do you think it's more like they view themselves as not worth spending that amount of money on themselves? Or do you think it's just like they view it more as an expenditure instead of an investment? Yeah, so definitely an expenditure, but there's definitely two types of people, and both of them, I think, are stupid. So it's tough to say any other word than that. But there's two types of people out there. One of them will spend like crazy, hoping that that investment will make it easy for them. That's dumb. Hmm. Like there's tons of people that spend tons of money, 35K, 25K. Hmm. They invest in this real estate program. They invest in this mentor or coach, and they don't show up and apply themselves and take full ownership for their life and know that that person's going to give them the things to for them to be able to apply and use that investment isn't going to make you successful it'll give you the tools you can't just buy hammers and nails and wood and expect the house to be built you right. then have to go build the house it's just a lot easier using a hammer than your fist because that would suck a lot to build a house with a <laughs> fist right. and then there's the second person that's too scared to make an investment that's always frugal and never gets past the point where they're at because to be honest, every single place that everyone wants to go right now, whether it's networking with higher level people, whether it's living a different lifestyle, it's all going to come from doing something they've never done before because if they've done it before, they'd already have the results that they want. Right. So it's going to be uncomfortable going into a new season, a new place where you've never been before to become someone that you've never become before. So I think both of those scenarios, it really comes down to one success leaves clues right so the most successful people in the world they make decisions quickly after knowing all the facts and change them slowly if ever mm -hmm. so with our guys i always say listen it's not about good and bad decisions investing 35k and losing it it doesn't matter what matters is that like not caring if you make a good decision or bad decision only caring if you're making slow decisions indecision is the killer of success yeah. it's not good or bad decisions i had a friend and i we lost collectively right now today we lost like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars together like a month ago or something like that was that yeah. a bad decision absolutely but i wasn't killed by indecision and i've already created more money than that since then right so what like at the end of the day I always try to make sure that I am educated to make a quick decision. So I'm not just making quick decisions and hoping that it works out for me. That's stupid. I'm also not sitting there and not making decisions because I'm afraid because that's equally dumb. So indecisions, the killer, good and bad decisions, they are what they are, man. We can only make the best decision right now based on what we know. Hmm. And that's the best we can do. And being okay with that is the starting point for success. So just the last thing is I always – know the worst case scenario. So most people, when they make investments, they only look at the upside, right? There's that person that's like, oh, I make this investment. What if I 10X it and they, whatever it grows? Right. And then there's other people that go, what if I lose it all? They only look at the downside. Hmm. I look at both always. Am I okay with losing all my money? Yes. Am I okay with 10Xing it? Yes. Great. Well, I'm happy in any situation because I'm happy if I lose it and I'm happy if I grow it. Right. So I'm not teeter-tottering with the wind and 
being like, oh, was this investment in myself worth it? I already knew the risk and I put it on myself. I don't put it on other people. And if you do that, you always have a balance. You always have happiness and you won't flinch every time you get hit. You know, people look at investing in themselves. If it doesn't work out well, they look at it like they got punched in the face. And the next time an investment comes, they flinch. Hmm. That's so true. Having the right mindset going into it is definitely part of the whole, like, well, just like you said, and I I think that comes for me when I really made that decision to like, not really care about losing, you know, X amount of dollars, even though it might be a large amount of money is when I started realizing that my time was a more valuable asset than my money was because then all of a sudden it was like, look, if this training or this mastermind or this course or whatever can save me time over the next like three years of trying to learn and do myself without trying to learn from anybody else, if that can save me any time and shave off a lot of that time from my learning curve, from my runway, then like I am totally fine with putting this money on the table. And if I lose it, I lose it. But at least I had a chance to shorten that runway and save time because that's really our, our most valuable asset. Dude, absolutely. Like if you were to right now go and build a boat, sail across the ocean, even inventing a light bulb, you can go and invent a light bulb and invent a really crappy light bulb today, or you can learn all the technology that's been created and build upon it. You can go figure out that the earth's round instead of flat, or you can just build on top of that and start like, it's just things that have been discovered and done before can be learned so that you can progress society forward. And it doesn't need to be discovered again. It's called their ceiling is our floor or we can start building again and get to their ceiling but if we use other people's ceilings as our floor to be able to build off of yeah. we're actually progressing society forward right so I, I think yeah that combination of those two things is like continually learning but also taking action because there's also those people like you said that will like spend the money on the course and do the mastermind and do this other thing but then they never take action so they're just learning without applying the learning so uh, the combination of just continuously learning and then taking action along the way, I think will bring people to the right opportunities. One of my favorite math equations is information plus application equals transformation. The problem is that information without application turns into unbelief. Hmm. So you start thinking that no matter what you learn, no matter what book you read, no matter what course you take, nothing will ever change. So I always make sure that if I read a chapter of a book, I apply something right away to create a result. Because I know if I don't, I'm telling my subconscious mind that no matter what I learn, nothing changes. Hmm. That's such a great practical tip too. Thanks. Nicholas, I kind of want to change the conversation here since this is Build Your Network, where we talk about building relationships and creating an awesome network of people around you in a great inner circle. I know that you have a fantastic circle and that you've worked hard to cultivate a lot of those relationships. So I'm interested to hear your answer to this question, which is one I ask everybody that comes on the show. Do you think that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Oh, it's easily who you know. I could know nothing and be like, I want to get this thing done. I want to create this company. Who do I know that knows how to do that? Hmm. End of story. Yeah. It's knowing stuff is great, but teachers only make like 30 to 50 grand a year. Entertainers make millions of dollars per performance. Right. So just, just having education is not the most valuable thing on the earth, but it's being able to utilize it. And so it's easily who you know. That's what it's always been for me. That's why we do what we do. I mean, we have guys that pay us five figures plus a year just to be introduced to the network that we've built. And it's not even necessarily the most valuable part of what we do. It's not the main thing that we do, but it's everything they invest in with us is worth it just for the connections. So tell us about a time, since since you're obviously really big on this kind of stuff, tell us about a time specifically where... 
a connection that you made, whether it be a mentor or like somebody that you know really personally, or just someone that you met once that introduced you to somebody. Tell us about a time when a connection that you made led to a big moment of success or an aha moment for you. Yeah, so I have many of these, but just one that comes to my head is I had a client, his name's Connor Blakely, he just turned 18, I actually just interviewed him yesterday. He consults Sprint and a bunch of different big companies, makes like a million dollars a year, 18 years old. Wow. And so he invested in some of our health programs because he was like, man, I used to be an athlete in school and ever since I started business, like I've gained 30 pounds and we got him super ripped and shredded and feeling good, integrated in the community, made a big impact. We used to talk on the phone a lot talk about relationships and you know we're all about health business and relationships here so we built a great connection then one night I was down in San Diego and he texted me in LA because he's like man I love this guy Nicholas we built a good connection I'm having a dinner tonight with this guy named Jay Abraham and Jay Abraham is like basically why Tony Robbins is making money right, right. you know consult like he teaches the business mastery at Tony Robbins event so he invites him to come speak so basically, I get a text from him, and I was like, man, there's probably going to be like a, tons of people there. It's going to be like a networking event. It's four hours of traffic to get to L.A. right now. Should we go? And what I've taught myself ever since I was 18 years old is just to go. Yes. I've done it. Yes. I mean, literally, I've showed up in different countries with no plan and just showed up to meet someone, and they yes. didn't even know I was coming. That's how crazy I've been. So I drove there four hours, showed up, and it was Jim Quick which is like the memory mm -hmm. expert. I'm actually have a call with him like in like two hours or something like that. Awesome. And then also I brought my friends with me and then it was just my client and Jay. And we hung out with Jay for a long time. That turned into a invested interest. So my goal of creating connections is always to build invested interest, not so that they like just know who I am, but I want them to be invested in who I am and want them to feel like, man, I'm a part of to this. I want to own it. I want to help. Right. And so that's what we built with him. And we ended up doing stuff where we do mentorship calls with him now that would cost me $100,000 per like coaching sign up or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't no one really knows, but like he doesn't make me invest anything because he has invested interest in me. He could do whatever he wants with his time. So he helps build our business. Now he's speaking at my live event in June. And so he'll, you know, it's like one of his only United States speaking tours because he just only has limited time. He's 68 years old. He can do whatever the heck he wants. He's like, just from seminars, he did like $250 million or something like that. So just from one connection with an 18-year-old that I spent time with, that I worked with, then led to me going to a dinner where there's no one else there that showed up. I guarantee you there was more people that got invited, but they looked at the traffic and they're like, oh man, it's LA. Oh man, that dinner place is super expensive. Can I really go there? Oh, it's going to cost me so much money. And they looked at all the downsides rather than weighing both sides. The worst case scenario for me was that I'd show up and Jay wouldn't give a crap and he'd be super busy and never know who I was. Mm -hmm. And I was okay with that. I'm like, well, it's a cool dinner place. Like at least I'll have good food. Yeah. And then the best case scenario is I build a connection like I did. And luckily that one just turned out the best case scenario. And that's literally story of my life. That's how everything happens. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we have the billion dollar brotherhood. It's all about connections. And that's such a fantastic story because it started with such like a humble beginning. You know, like you didn't cultivate this relationship with this 18 year old kid because you knew that he was tight with Jay Abraham and that you could eventually go meet him in like a one-on-one -on -one type setting and make this other relationship to where he's going to come speak at your event and stuff like that. You were just investing in that relationship when you were having your coaching calls, whatever, with this particular guy, it was focused on this particular guy. How can I help you? What can I do to add value to your life? And then that's what created the opportunity to then be able to be put in front of somebody like Jay Abraham. I think that's so important because so many people, I think, go into relationship building with ulterior motives 
lives because they know that this particular person knows this particular person and they want to get in touch with that person. So in order to get in touch with that person, they want to have a good relationship with this person. And there's always like this hidden agenda behind it. And that's just such the wrong way to go about it. And that's why I love that. Oh, story. They can sniff that out, you know, like, right. That's why it's all about building the connection. Like at, at a Thrive, genuine I a, friendship. <laughs> I had like a 45 minute conversation with Grant Cardone at Thrive. Someone else right before that just paid like $5,500 for 15 minutes Skype. I bought him and his team drinks and it ended up being like a hundred bucks. It was hilarious. I thought it was going to be more. I was like, charge everything you buy on my card. And they ended up not drinking a lot. I was like, okay, sounds great. And we spent 45 minutes just chatting to each other, just BSing. It wasn't about, oh, am I going to be able to take a picture with them? I didn't take a picture with them. Like, right. that's exactly what's going to lose all my like relationship equity that I just built with that exactly. guy is to be like, oh, can I get a picture? He's like, cool, that's going to cost you all your relationship equity. Yeah, exactly. Everything that we just built up just now, you can never withdraw that ever again. So instead, I'm like, cool, man. I even went up to him and I was like, Hey man, what was your name again? I was like, my name's Nicholas, and he's like, oh, my name's Grant. I was like, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> like, of course I know who you are, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's such a good example because uh, I was obviously, you know, I was at Thrive working John Lee Dumas's booth. So when Grant first came in, he walked in through that lobby area where all of our booths were set up, and most of the people were in the session. And my wife was like, oh babe, Grant Cardone's right there. Can you, do you want to go talk to him or whatever? And I was like, and I looked over and there was like two or three people already standing there taking pictures with them. Like, you know, and exactly what you're saying is I was just like, you know what? It's such a long-term game to me because connecting with him at that moment to me just didn't make sense because I was just like, if I'm going to go up to him and just introduce myself and be like, what am I going to say at that point? I'm just going to be like, I'm a huge fan. Like that instantly puts me in a different category in his mind. So I was just like, you know what? There's a better place. There's a better time. Like I can meet other people who will eventually introduce me. Like I can build up more of a presence and then he'll start noticing. Like there's just going to be a better way to make that happen other than exactly what you just said, running up and saying, can I have a picture? And then leaving just like the other thousand people did that day. And so I like what you said too about Jay Abraham, about having somebody actually be a proponent of what you have, not just like meeting them and shaking their hand, but to the point where they're actually willing to push you forward and do things for you and for your business. And man, I love that. If you had to boil it down to just one thing, Nicholas, so talked about a few, a few tips, a few tricks, one tip for if somebody's listening right now and they've been tuning us out the whole time, having a conversation with somebody, but they're hearing this part, what would you tell them? One tip on networking? Show up. Like that's just a huge part of like pay to play, show up such a big part and being consistent like there's a big thing called dream 100 so you can do that that's like a great way to be able to put down like a lot of people you want to connect with and you figure out different strategies to be able to get into their inner circle it wasn't easy like jay wasn't the easiest person to get a hold of i mean he doesn't need anything from anyone and he actually showed me one of his strategies for connecting with people that are obviously high caliber like billionaires and stuff like that and he showed me that he follows up in text message, even if they don't answer, he keeps texting him and acting like he's talking to him. So they're like, they don't reply. He's like, yeah, cool, that time doesn't work for me either. We'll try next week then. Like he just replies <laughs> anyway, and then does things to get their attention. And I think he shipped him like a $400,000 statue or something like that to his wow. front door. And so what did I do? I took his exact tactics and I made friends with his assistant and we sent her a gift because I knew what am I going to say? I'll send Jay, Jay that's going to really get his attention. Everyone probably sends Jay staff, right. but what about the person that has the key to all of his schedule? So we sent her this awesome spa package, and now she's like trying to get us to talk to Jay every single day. Like 
feels like she owes us the entire world because no one ever thinks of her. So Dream 100 is, if I had to boil down to one thing because it has so many things in it, is great. But then just literally showing up is so big. Like I've invested with Cole Hatter three years. Do I need to keep investing? Probably not. Like we have a great friendship. But I know that am I getting more value than that? Absolutely. So a lot of people, they just stop too early. Like they get denied and being a – Okay, actually, one thing. Ready? Everyone write this down. Don't be offendable. Like, assume the best. That's it. Hmm. Like, too many people get offended. They're like, oh, this person said this to me. I don't like them anymore. And I'm just like, dude, you're forfeiting everything. Like, you don't know what that person's talking about. Hmm. Assumption is discernment from the devil. So assuming is the worst thing you could ever do Yeah. because it's not real. Like, people think that their assumptions are real life, and that's why they're living in a fantasy world. Right. That person probably didn't even think anything. They probably, like, had to go below their nose, and they blew you off because they didn't want to sneeze in front of you. Like, right. it's terrible what people go through. So being unoffendable would be huge. Dream 100, Google it. It's really good. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. And that, with as far as that giving a gift to Jay's assistant, did you pick that up from somewhere or did you just decide that that's something that you wanted to do? So my wife was actually the one that picked it out. So it was a gift online service and we do this with our clients too. So it was just something that you were like, hey, this would probably be a good idea. We should try this out. Oh yeah, it's always personable. So we try to get to know the people. It's not like, oh, let's send them brownies and they're people. That's what people do to us all the time. It's like, I'll get like brownies and stuff and I'm like, dude, like, I'm definitely not going like, to eat these, this is going but I the really trash. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the gesture, where, though. Whereas just like getting to know me a little bit, something that I like doesn't have to be crazy, but something that's right up my alley, and that's always big. So we started doing this with our health clients even back in the day. Now we do it with our brotherhood people. It's like, what do they want for like their birthday? What do they kind of like? What are they into? Do they even yeah. like gifts? Right. Like Some people love cards. Some people hate them. I'm a guy that's like, oh, cool, I got a card, and then I'll forget to say thank you because right. it's just not that big of a deal to me. Super but for other people, right? they love it. S- really practical tip here for anybody listening. Go pick up a copy of John Rulin's book, Giftology. And that's kind of what I was asking about, Nicholas, because what you were just saying is literally a bunch of gifting strategies that John Rulin, he, he's the number one Cutco salesman in history, in Cutco's history. And now he runs a Rulin Group, which is basically just a gifting company. So he does gifts for clients for a living, literally, and created an awesome business out of it. But one of his biggest tips is to never neglect the inner circle. So he coaches people to do that, to send gifts to assistants or to spouses or family, because those are always the people that get neglected in those situations. And if you make an impact with somebody close, that person will be a proponent for you to get in touch with this other person. That's kind of why why I was asking a little bit further about that, because that was a gifting strategy that I read about in that. So I was wondering if you picked it up from him or if it was just like, it was something that makes sense to me. Yeah, we just did it just because we were like, we need to figure this thing out. You said giftology though? Giftology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, highly recommend picking up. It's a really quick read, but there's a lot of really great gifting strategies in there from John. So I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, Nicholas, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I think it's worth taking a deeper dive into throughout your career. How important have mentorships and masterminds been? Yeah. So I actually, we talked about the billion dollar body.com slash cheat sheet. I have this free cheat sheet there. That's for people to get clear on their business right after that. I actually do an hour training on this exact subject Hmm. and it really comes down to, I was like, what are the three things really that every person wants to do to create success like what does every successful person do and after i've interviewed hundreds of millionaires 
I've obviously built great relationships with some of the top people in the industry. We have people in our brotherhood that are Navy SEALs, which are the top in the mindset industry, all the way to the top in the business industry, fitness industry, athlete industry, all these different areas. Like, what is it really that creates success? And so even with motocross, even, which was my sport growing up, I looked at right now who are the best motocross riders in the world. And what happened was about three years ago to five years ago, the th- every motocross rider would practice alone because they never wanted to like show everyone what they were doing. They wanted to be real secretive, and that was great. But what happened was that these three best motocross riders in the world, they all started riding together, practicing together, and pushing each other. And right now they are by far the best riders on the planet. Like the most consistent best riders, one, two, and three, it's right there. It's them. And it's because of the fact that they came together and through building a community, you adapt to your environment. So one, finding mentors is huge and you pay for them. Like I just paid for a mentor yesterday, 25 grand. Like you just like paying for mentors and putting money where your mouth is, is huge. Like it shows value. I've had a mentor for almost eight years now that I try to give him money, but he won't let me. But again, (laughs) it's it's that that willingness to be like, I value what you're doing. And I've done, I've shown value in many different ways where he's spoken in front of like hundreds of people and done all this stuff now. So like mentors are literally that rock for me where I'm able to one, learn, go further faster, but it's also the person that gives me confidence in what I'm doing and making sure that I'm not like, that I'm being above reproach. Because as you grow as a business, you're gonna get a lot more haters as well Hmm. with people that love you. And if people don't hate you, then there's definitely no one that extremely loves you either. There has to be a polarizing message in everything you do, even in friendships. If you're just that guy that's liked by everyone, you're loved by nobody. So when it comes to the mentors, I'm able to bounce things off of them and they can tell me if I'm screwing up so that when someone else calls me a idiot like for lack i don't know if i can actually say bad stuff on the podcast (laughs) they call me an idiot i go oh no my mentor would have told me if i was an idiot already so i appreciate that though like i have mentors that help me in those areas like that i actually pay that help me and communities everything dude there's a pride of lions in africa right now that are in the congo congo is the third largest rainforest and one of the most dangerous places on the planet these lions, because of the environment that they're in together, they're 150 pounds heavier than any other lion. They can climb trees. They can swim through water, which cats obviously hate. And they're the only pride that can hunt hippos, the most dangerous animal in all of Africa. Why? Because of the environment they're in, which is a high-level environment, and the, the lions that they're surrounded with. And they adapted to that environment. And if it wasn't for that group, that pride, they would never get to where they're at. And so from yeah. every single instance, I see those two things being the top two first things that everyone is going to want to apply to create more success. It's something that's a blanket principle that everyone can use. And the last thing is creating a step-by-step game plan, which I talk about in there. How do you utilize mentors and groups to raise your level of thinking? Because if you're looking and trying to go 10 years down the road and you're at the bottom of the mountain right now, like you haven't really created that much success, you're not going to be able to see far from the bottom of the mountain. But if you have people in your life that are at the top of the mountain, they can sometimes raise you up and you could see further out. And with that different perspective, you can make different investments, make different decisions and set up a step-by-step game plan, which is exactly how I got lost 60 pounds. Like I was a motivated guy. We're all motivated that are on this show. But what happens is you don't know what to do. I didn't know how to be healthy. I didn't know how to start a business. So I looked for the step-by-step game plans that I could follow to create success. Right. And it first came from mentors and environment. Like I run a mastermind right now, Billion Dollar Brotherhood Elite, and that's three meetings a year. I'm in two masterminds on top of that that total like almost 50 grand. Wow. Wow. 
billiondollarbody.com slash cheat sheet. Go pick it up. It's 100% worth the investment. Nicholas definitely knows what he's talking about. One thing well, yeah, that, it's free too for everyone. Totally so free. Like, yeah, totally free. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. Go download the cheat sheet for your business, but also check out that hour long training that he has on how to do all this stuff that he's talking about. It's so invaluable. But there was one thing that you said in there about the motocross guys that I really liked, Nicholas, because it was something that was kind of foreign to me because I come from a heavy door-to-door sales background. And door-to-door salespeople are super like offline and like more secretive than most other businesses. So they don't want people stealing their pitches. They don't want people in on their trainings. Like literally they'll send like undercover people to like other companies trainings to like capture footage and like bring back, like it's crazy, bro. Like it's such a secretive type of a community. So when I started doing all, all this kind of stuff, I interviewed Aaron Walker, which I'm, I'm sure you know who he is. And we were chatting and he was talking about one of his construction businesses that he had when he was younger. And he said that he basically went around to all of his competition and created this mastermind group with all of the competition that he had. And like he openly shared some of his best ideas for business growth, even though like it was somebody that was competing with him in the same exact area. And he was literally helping them with their business. But what happened was like you were saying with those three motocross guys, like because it was the best and brightest minds in their area, in that construction business, they all consistently and constantly helped each other that they, all of their market caps grew, all of the market cap of construction in that area grew, all of their businesses grew and they all made more money because of it. So get out of your mind that you need to like protect all of your secrets for some reason, you know, just focus on adding value and giving to people and creating these types of environments and then actively pursuing groups of people and mentors in areas of your life that you want to consistently improve. And Nicholas, I'm sure we could talk about this for another like three or four hours, bro, because you and I have the same exact mindset on a lot of this stuff, but we got to get moving on to something I like to call the random round, which is just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Absolutely. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? A professional motocross riding would be awesome. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? The number one influencer in the world, Jesus. How do you like to learn best books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Video. Do you have any like specific channels you subscribe to or just anything that catches your eye? Yeah, I search for it. Really, I like to meet people in person, to be honest. It just wasn't one of the answers. Okay. <laughs> I like to learn straight from the source. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I wake up every single morning. I have coffee. And while I sit down and have coffee, we go through what we call, and this is one of those things that I don't want to share, but I will because you just said that. <laughs> every single morning we go through what are we grateful for as a team? What is our daily intention? What We review our calendar. We do our to-dos in health, business, and relationships. That we then review what got done yesterday, what didn't get done yesterday. And then the last thing is, where did I feel most stuck or losing momentum or most uncomfortable? So that we could support each other or change things around to make sure that we can have the least amount of friction in the business and life. What is your go-to pump-up song? Oh, man, that's tough. Like, I guess Eminem's 8 Mile uh, only got one shot. Mm lose yourself fantastic yeah what are you not very good at singing as <laughs> <laughs> so we get everything wrapped up here bro what is one place besides the link we already mentioned where we'll be able to find you the most instagram nicholas barely i do daily instagram stories it's super fun and we share tons of insight on what we're doing with our business the people that we're around and i'm always super active there 
So head over to Instagram if you're on there, at Nicholas Bayerly. Bayerly is B-A-Y-E-R-L-E. And then make sure you go to BillionDollarBody.com forward slash cheat sheet to pick up his free cheat sheet and check out his hour training on networking and getting in better circles. Nicholas, thanks so much for coming on the show today, bro. Had a lot of fun and I learned a ton that I know everybody else listening did too. Yeah, Travis, I really appreciate it. And everyone that's connected, reach out. I would love to know who you are, what you're up to, and see how we can help support your journey and mission. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies, and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.